You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number 84. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body podcast and I hope you had a great week and are ready for a great week ahead. Today we're going to talk a little bit about doubt. It's funny because it's come up in my life a couple times in the last couple of weeks and I hear it coming up so much with my clients and I realize that doubt is actually holding a lot of people back right now in so many ways and it's actually affecting their health. So we're going to dive right into that after the eagle's eye on health topic today, which is about exercise, exercise preventing depression. You've probably heard that before, right? You know, if you're not feeling great, you're feeling kind of blue, then go for a workout. I have to tell you, I woke up a few days ago, I think it was on a Monday, and I definitely was just in a funk. I mean, def, I would, you know, I would, I'd hesitate to say I was depressed, but it was leaning that way and I was just in a space that I didn't feel great. And it really drags you down. Well, what I did was I looked at my calendar and I just had a run planned and I went for that run and figured I'll see how I feel afterwards. And after the run, I felt fine. I felt totally fine. And so really what that means is we sometimes have to push ourselves to get in that exercise, even if we're not feeling it. And according to this new study that's been done, there is a definite relationship between exercise and depression. So what they said was that regular exercise of any intensity for as little as one hour a week can prevent depression in people of all ages and genders, according to the findings of this international research that they did in Australia. The study mentioned exercise levels and symptoms of anxiety and depression, or I'm sorry, the study monitored exercise levels and symptoms of anxiety and depression in 33,000 people, okay? That's a, a good sample size, and they did it for over 11 years. We've known for some time that exercise plays a role in treating symptoms of depression, but this is the first time we've been able to quantify the preventative potential of physical activity in terms of reducing future levels of depression. So actually working out now to prevent depression in the future. The study's purpose was to examine whether exercise provides protection against new onset depression and anxiety, and if it does, to determine the intensity and amount of exercise required. So the data analysis of the population-based survey of healthy participants showed the relationship between exercise and depression, and people who at baseline reported doing no exercise at all had a 44% higher chance of developing depression compared with those who exercised one to two hours a week. I mean, that's really, those are big numbers. 44% higher chance of depression if you don't work out at all. And all you had to do was work out one to two hours a week. That's not even that much. So definitely 
another reason I'm always encouraging people, like you need to get your exercise in and it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be so intense. It could simply be walking every day. That would definitely help. The study means that we can be much more confident about informing the public of the benefits of even a modest amount of physical ex exercise in helping to prevent clinical depression. Now, oddly enough, they did say that they didn't see it benefiting anxiety. And so that is something that they're still trying to figure out. But when it comes to depression and preventing it in the future, You've got to get those workouts in. And for me that day when I was like in a funk, and again, I'm not going to call it, it was definitely not clinical depression or anything. But when you're in that funk, honestly, a little bit of cardio exercise can go a long way. And according to this study, it can be any kind of exercise. So it could be strength training. It could be yoga, which definitely would make you feel better. But don't hesitate to let exercise be your medication sometimes. Never stop taking any medication you're on if your doctor prescribed, but I honestly think that food is definitely your medicine and exercise is your medicine, and it can take you a lot further than you actually think it can. So just something to think about on the Eagle's Eye on Health this week. Now let's talk about doubt. The definition of doubt, to be uncertain about, Consider questionable or unlikely and hesitate to believe. Why is it that all of us, including myself, tend to doubt ourselves so much? And unfortunately, what I'm seeing is that this doubt is preventing people from getting to the next level in health, in weight loss, and just in general in their life, like it's actually holding people back from trying things that they want to do because they have so much doubt. And what I think is so interesting is that when we look at our friends or when we look at our children, it's like we never doubt what they can do. We think they can do anything. I mean, especially our kids. Do you ever doubt your child? I never doubt my child. If he thinks he can do something, I think he can do it. If he does not think he can do it, I still think he can do it. Like I always tell him, you can do anything you want if it's important to you. And I truly believe that. And I and like when I talk to him, like I believe it more than I believe it for myself. And why? Why is that that we have that belief for our children but not always for ourselves? And how is it holding you back? So, let me give you some examples. How often does your partner tell you that you look fantastic and you totally doubt that that is true? Like you already looked in the mirror, you already decided you do not like the way you look in this outfit. Your partner tells you you look fantastic and you completely dismiss it because you doubt they are telling you the truth, right? Totally has happened. How about maybe if you're working and there is a promotion coming up and you don't know who's gonna get it. How often do you doubt that it'll be you? Right? It's like very negative to think this way, but it's so common that you doubt that it will happen for you. Do you ever doubt that you will fit into those pre-pregnancy clothes ever again? Do you doubt that? Do you, do you look at your jeans and go, yeah, those are from pre-pregnancy. I'll never fit in those again. Well, why not? Of course you can. If it's important to you, you'll, you'll make it happen. Do you ever doubt you could do a half marathon or doubt you could run a marathon? 
And are those things that maybe interested you, but you doubt you can do it, so you're just not even going to attempt it? That I'm seeing a lot right now. People who want to do things, but they really doubt they can, so they just they don't even give it a shot. How about doubting the scale? And this one is very interesting to me because I see this a lot. Obviously, I work with clients who want to lose weight. And this one, I just don't even understand. I do understand, but I think it's so funny. I will get a client who weighs in for me on day one, and let's just say they weigh 200 pounds. And then one week later, I have them weigh in again the following Monday, and the scale says 195. And do you know what they say to me? Often, this happens. They'll say, well, yeah, I lost five pounds, but it's not real weight because I had eaten a lot the day before the last weigh-in or I had my period or this or that. And they have a million reasons why that weight loss is not real. But yet, it is real, okay? You, You did actually lose five pounds. It may have reasons why it was more than the one to two pounds a week that I try to get my clients to lose, but to actually tell me, and it happens all the time, they go, it's not real weight loss. Well, no, it actually is real weight loss. Like you really did lose five pounds. So I think that one's always funny. And I have to like encourage them to accept the fact that they did lose five pounds. Another time I see it on the scale is they tell me they they weighed in on their Monday and the scale must be wrong. Something in the scale is broken because it says they lost X amount of pounds. So they Say it said they lost five pounds. So they email and they say, I think my scale is broken because it said I lost five pounds. Well, why do you assume your scale is broken? Like, isn't it possible that you, you did lose five pounds? But no, my scale must be broken because there's just no way I lost five pounds. So then what I have them do is I have them go get a five pound weight, or if you have any like handheld weight, go get it and put it on the scale. And they usually do, and they say, yeah, no, it did register at five pounds. And I say, well, then you did lose five pounds, and why are you doubting all your hard work? Like, you did a great job last week. You you ate on track, you got your workouts in. Why are you doubting the fact that the scale is telling you you lost five pounds? And I kid you not, this happens a lot with people. They doubt what they actually see. They actually see that they lost weight, but they don't want to accept it. Now, what's so funny is that on the other side of that, if they had gained five pounds, they'd believe it in a heartbeat. You know, if they gain weight, no one has ever said to me, you know, the, the scale went up, something must be wrong with my scale. They, they'll believe weight gain, <laughs> but they will not believe a solid amount of weight loss. Now, why is that? I mean, I want people to believe in themselves. Why do they doubt that that could actually happen when they literally can see that it did happen? Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes the scales are broken or you need new batteries. But if you check your scale and you put that five pound weight on and it says it's right, well, guess what? You did the work and you made something happen. And that's awesome. So you don't always have to doubt yourself. Now, here's a good one because it happened to me in the last couple of weeks. I just want to be real with everybody. I am so far from perfect and I doubt myself all the time, just like everybody else, because I am actually human. Trust me. So in the last couple of weeks, um, I, I recently changed running coaches. And in the last few weeks, my running has like 
felt amazing. And it's been a really long time since I could say that. Like I have always said, even on a recovery run, I'll come in and my husband will be like, how was the run? And I'll be like, why is it that that was a recovery run? And a recovery run is supposed to be done at an easy pace, like a pace you can talk at, you know, like so easy you could go forever. That's what they always say to me. And I'm always coming in from those runs going, it was just as much work as every other run, you know, and and it always felt sort of let down and frustrated. And in the last few weeks, I've made some changes and I'm feeling amazing. And all of a sudden I'm looking down at my watch because I'm supposed to be doing a recovery run. And when you do a recovery run, there's different ways that you can do it. You know, your coach may want you to keep your heart rate under a certain amount. They may want you to keep your pace at a certain amount and no higher. All I know is that as I'm doing these recovery runs in the last few weeks, I keep looking at my watch and it says I'm going way faster than I should be. But I feel amazing. Like I feel that way I wanted to always feel, which was a recovery run. I I could talk if I wanted. I could keep going. And now I'm looking at my watch going, there's no way that this watch is right. (laughs) And I'm having this connection to my clients who get on the scale and say, there's no way my scale is right. And I'm thinking, okay, well, sometimes the watches aren't accurate. So, you know, I'm going to go home and check my mileage and the time and I'll be able to see if the pace was right. And so this happened for a matter of like the last two weeks and my coach is saying, how do you feel? I'm like, I honestly think my watch is broken (laughs) because there's no way I'm going that pace feeling this good and my heart rate's that low. And he's like, your watch isn't broken. Like that's, this is it. Like you're doing a great job. And so I had that connection with how my clients feel when they look at their weight and they just can't believe it. And so I was like, wow. Like, I'm making progress. I can't believe it. This feels so good. But it's so funny how our first inclination is to assume that something is wrong and to assume that it's not true and that something, you know, is lying to you like your your watch or your scale. So I just want to share that with you. This kind of doubt, it happens all the time. It happens to me too. But it honestly, it can hold us back. So what can we do about it? And and I hope as you listen to this podcast episode, you might be thinking about things. Yeah, that's happened to me. Yeah, I do that on the scale. Yeah, I do that when I'm running or what, you know. Oh, yeah, I do have all these things I want to do, but I I doubt that I can. You know, if any of those things are starting to sort of surface for you as I talk about this, I want you to go write them down. Start to write down some of the things you doubt yourself about. Write them down privately. No one has to read this. Um, but it, it might be interesting for you to make this list and see how much of it is unrealistic doubt. You know, I, yeah, there are some things we doubt we could do. It, it, I doubt that I could fly, of course. You know, I can't fly. It, that's an understandable doubt. But to say, like, I could never do a DECA Ironman, which is when they do like 10 Ironmans in like 10 days. Now, let me just <laughs> point something out here. If I really wanted to do it, if it was important to me, I could do it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) So don't worry, I'm never going to do a DECA. But I'm just saying, there's, you know, I don't have that doubt because I believe I can do anything if it is important to me and realistic. Even though a DECA seems unrealistic, it is realistic if it was important to you. If it was something you wanted to do, you would train for it and you could do it. So what are some things that we can do? 
Because again, this is a we. This is not a you. This is this happens to me too. And what are some things that we can do to really help ourselves in the doubt world? The first thing you can do is you can just stop doubting yourself or catch yourself doubting yourself and start to change how you think. Because these doubts are really holding you back. They could be holding you back from starting a goal. They could be holding you back from reaching your goal. Like if you constantly say to me, I've never been able to get lower than 145 pounds. I never have. I never will. I've always been this weight. I can't get past 145 pounds. When you start using your words with such intention, I can pretty much assure you, you probably will never get below 145 pounds. You you have to start with your words and your beliefs. So the first thing that we can do is we can stop doubting ourselves and start changing how we're thinking. Recognize that it's a doubt and see if you can open up your mind to, maybe I could do this and what would it take, okay? Give yourself that benefit of the doubt and start to think about where that might lead you. The second thing, and this is really important, you need to start surrounding yourself with people who believe in you. So you know those people that you hang out with that are not helpful at all when you tell them you're trying to lose 5 to 10 pounds and they look at you and they say things like, why are you trying to lose weight? And You shouldn't even be trying to lose weight or now you're no fun or you're not going to drink with us. I can't believe you're not going to have a drink tonight. I can't believe you're not going to have champagne with us. You know those people and they're not supporting you in the goals that you want and Perhaps even saying things like, you know you can never do that, so come on, just be with us. Like, they want to put you down so that you join them so they don't feel bad about themselves. That's really what's going on, just so you know. When people hear that you're trying to lose weight and they're trying to have a good time and eat and drink all they want, they start to feel bad when they see someone who's trying to be healthy. And they try to get that healthy person on board with them because it feels better for them instead of supporting them. So you need to start surrounding yourself with people who believe in you. What does that mean? Well, if you're trying to reach a sub 330 marathon, potentially, are you hanging out with people who think you can do it? Are you running with people who know you can do it? Are you hanging out with people who are like, you know, that's going to be really hard for you. And they're putting that doubt in your head too. You need to be around supportive people. I'm not telling you to drop your friends by any means, but you know which friends I'm talking about. There are some friends who think you can do anything and there are some friends who are a little more negative. If you're serious about something and it's bothering you, surround yourself with the positive people, all right? And then the last thing that you could do is you cannot let obstacles that get in your way prove your doubt right. And what do I mean by that? So maybe you doubt you can do something, right? But you're trying to listen to my podcast and you're like, I'm going to put into play what Kim's saying and I'm going to believe that I can do this. So let's pick an example. I'm very sports oriented, obviously you can tell. Um, So let's say 
you want to do the Alcatraz triathlon. And half of you are like, I, I could never. <laughs> Trust me, I thought that I could never do it also. Um, but just say, you're, you say and you've been doubting yourself, I could never do that because I'm afraid of that water. There's sharks. I'm afraid to be in that cold weather. I'm afraid to ride my bike on those hills and that run. I heard it's brutal. I could never do it. But you're like, I'm going to change my thoughts. What if I could do the Alcatraz triathlon? Okay, what if I could? I'm going to start changing my thoughts. I'm going to start hanging out with people who may be trained for things like that and believe that I can. I'm going to maybe give myself a coach who believes I can do it. And then what if an obstacle comes along? Like you're having a terrible time with your swimming and it's becoming an obstacle and you're starting to doubt again yourself. So like this obstacle is getting in your way and it's proving that you should have doubted yourself and you're thinking, I never can do this swim. What, am, what was I thinking? I knew I couldn't do this. I can't even swim a half a mile right now in the open water. How am I going to do it in Alcatraz? I knew this was going to happen. I can't do this. Okay, your obstacle is not doubt. Your obstacle is simply something in the way. But it, it doesn't mean that you're failing. It doesn't mean that you have to stop now. It just might mean you have to take more time to reach your goal or you have to figure out how to get over this obstacle. So you need more help with swimming. So what are you going to do about it? You're going to get a different coach? Are you going to train differently? What can you do to get around the obstacle? Do not ever let an obstacle lead to your failure of reaching a goal. And give yourself a break. Maybe you don't do Alcatraz this year. Maybe you have to put it back to next year. Whatever it may be, keep the goal alive. Don't let the obstacle hold you back. Get over it, right? And keep going. There will be nothing more rewarding. I can tell you right now, there will be nothing more rewarding than getting past that obstacle and still reaching the goal and overcoming all of the doubt throughout that journey. And that'll take you to all new levels of your life for every area of your life if you can actually put these things into play. Trust me, and I've done it. So it's amazing when you can conquer something that you didn't think that you could absolutely do. Now, this always brings me back to how you treat your children. And if you're not a parent, you could think of a friend that you always believe in. But I don't know about you, but like I said earlier, I believe like my child could do anything. And I truly believe he can. And I think that if we spoke to ourselves as we speak to our child or our children, our life would be easier and we would be kinder to ourselves. So it's always about what would you tell your child? Would you tell them not to believe in themselves? Would you tell them the four minute mile is impossible for them and they shouldn't even go for it? Or would you tell them if anybody can do it, it's probably you, right? Would you tell them to quit their goal, to quit their journey at the first sign of a roadblock? Would you tell them, oh yeah, you should just quit because it's not happening for you. So just pick something else now, play football instead. No, you would never do that. But why do you do that to yourself? Like, why are you so quick to quit when the roadblock comes up for you? But if it came up for your child, you would do everything you could, or at least I would. I would do everything I could to help my child around this obstacle and this roadblock and how can we get through it and past it and over it and under it because it's a learning lesson for them just as much as it's a learning lesson for ourselves. So 
When it all comes back to anything that you don't know how to handle, I always say, how would you treat your child in this situation? And then give yourself that much love and respect to treat yourself that same way. That to me always is like the best way to solve pretty much everything. So believe in yourself by doing some of these things and getting past some of these doubts amazing chapters in your life could open and in so many different areas of your life and in fact it will make you so much healthier if you can get through these things not just in mind but also in body so I really encourage you to overcome your doubt all right what do I have coming up yoga ohm is coming up in just a few weeks I would love to have you in the private group that we're going to have because I only offer a private group one time for these online programs. So if you're looking to put on that muscle and you want to be stretching, foam rolling, you don't know how, you need a stretch video, you need a foam rolling video, you need yoga videos that actually work. And what do I mean by that? Every yoga video I've ever done is so boring that I don't get a workout. I promise you, you will be working hard in these yoga ohm videos. So seven videos in the program series, fantastic. It starts March 5th. If you want to get registered or more information, go to yogaovermuscle.com, completely online program. And then of course, if you have any questions about any of my other programs, earn that body, keep that body, shred that body. I have a body program for everything you need. You can always email me directly at kim at earnthatbody.com. And the last thing I'd like to ask you is if you do love the podcast and you have not yet given me a rating and review, if you could so kindly go to iTunes, search Earn That Body podcast, and give it a rating and review, that is the best way for me to reach as many people as possible to help spread the word of health and fitness. And that really is my goal with the podcast. I don't make any money from the podcast. All I want to do is sort of share my wealth of knowledge and help people get healthy and fit. So please check out iTunes, go to ratings and review, and give me a rating and and absolutely a review. I love to read them. I read them all and I appreciate the time that it takes. All right, everybody, have a fantastic week and make sure there is no doubt. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.